The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away unless you don't care about them that much. Welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Disasters. This is uh, our first release in Schlocktober of 2021. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And we have a wonderful film and a great panel tonight. (laughs) This is a little bit unconventional uh, for a normal episode. However, our very dear friend, F.U. Hunter has been very overworked at his theater recently, and I have the pleasure of bringing in a co-host and one of our greatest guests. Hello, Murph. Hi. Thank you for letting me terrorize you officially. Oh my god, it's so great. I am so excited to have you on this episode. Well, thanks. I'm excited to be here, and you picked an unconventional panel for an unconventional film. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, This is a bunch of firsts. Tonight. Yes, it is. And I'm really stoked that uh, I got to be on here as the first guest co-host for our panelists' first time on Beautiful Disaster. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Long overdue. Yes. We Long have... time listener, first time caller. It's Amy Bogard. Hey! hey! Yes. And yet another first uh, for this show, we are doing a Bollywood movie for the yes. first time. Yes. That's right. Not just a Bollywood movie, but a Bollywood movie that is also a thriller horror film. Yes. All of that is in quotes. A lot of things going on (laughs) tonight. Why pick one thing when you can be it all? This is unprecedented. (laughs) I have been wanting to do a Bollywood movie on this Mm. podcast for a long time. And I have enjoyed the genre and its quirky weirdness over the many years. Um, however, this is was new to all of us. I had not seen it. Oh, really? I didn't realize that you had No, no. I, mm-hmm. I procured this um, sight unseen, reading the back of the DVD box, and I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it's a horror movie. It's Bollywood. It's October. Let's Look, do this. You texted me, and you had me at Bollywood version or Bollywood remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is yes. what this film totes itself as, which I don't think we've actually introduced the name of the film yet. Would you like to, Amy? Yes. It is Dund the Fog. The yeah. Fog. The Fog. Which, as far as I can... I I found out loosely translates to mist the fog. (laughs) Uh, Which is great. Yes, even better. (laughs) Yes. As much obscuring as possible. Uh, From 2003, our director was Cheyenne Ramsey, um, which I wish I knew a little bit more about Bollywood. You grew up a little bit more with. um, I know some Bollywood. But uh, I don't know. Directors, I know my favorite Bollywood actresses, but <laughs> that's a different story. 
So I think you yeah. picked up a new one tonight, actually. Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. the friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was big my was big my fan of the ugly friend. She's quote She was the. <laughs> she was she, still so hot. She, she was, was so still hot. She, she was, was just still a ten to be like the ugly version of her friend. She was like a nine point five. Yeah, totally. And, and like the main actress was the ten. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and then she competed against the other ten. It's like oh, whatever. Anyway, heartbreak. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we are. We, we have to start with the very sinister music. <laughs> because this film opened, like, crashing into us with, did you know something fucking evil's going on <laughs> with the music alone? That was very true. And we, what, we open into a sequence where, and lo and behold, this is a flashback or something happened in the past. Some drunk dude gets out of a car, which by car, I mean a Maruti Suzuki, which is one of the most prolific cars in India at the time. And he rolls into an ominous house, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And inside the house is nothing other than shitloads of mannequins. That's all that's in there. It is just just figure after figure of blank faced not even remotely Kim Cattrall-like mannequins. <laughs> Already terrifying. Yep. Right. And what does he do? He pulls out a can of gasoline. Oh, I thought that was a jug of pee, but, you know, that works too. Well, if his pee is flammable, he is a superhuman. It depends <laughs> on how much he was drinking anyways. He's also very him. dehydrated. That's true. Uh, yes, indeed. He starts dousing all the mannequins, lights them on fire, and he's enjoying his arsonistic creation for a second before he gets strangled by an assailant with a chain. That's right. We get that sweet shot of like the chain being wrapped around knuckles and then they go straight in for the choke, which there's lots of surprised eyes. I'm a big fan of all the zoom ins on the face, by (laughs) the way. The eyes, eyes, yeah, they come in a lot in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of zooming in on uh, surprised faces, surprised eyes, staring eyes, contacts that don't sit right over eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> multicolored eyes that yeah. change throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And he gets strangled to death, and that's kind of the opening scene. Then we move straight into another scene where there's a woman being assailed by a gang of would-be attackers, hooligans, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. rapists. She's in trouble. They're bad dudes. And yet, a hero emerges. A hero who starts off on the ground, by the way, but comes crashing in through the skylight. Um, Did he not kind of look like the dude that strangled the guy in the immediate prior scene? Sure did. Mm -hmm. It was kind of weird. I was like, okay, so this guy's also a hero, maybe? Yeah. What's happening? There was not a clear clear line of what was happening, considering we got no. explosion, credits, accosted woman. Yes. <laughs> I thought the most important part of that scene, though, was when he climbed up the guy that he was fighting to get on another level and roundhouse kicked him in the face. That is Very important. impressive fighting skills. The kung fu that was going on in this sequence was legit. Like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of roundhouse kicks. Like, I think he pretty much roundhoused everybody. <laughs> I think he did, and then he As got back up. After. Even when he got up on top of that like shipping container and roundhouse the dude below him, I think he roundhoused everybody. But he saved saves the girl, and then oh, cut! It's a it's a 
it's a film filmed it's scene. It's an it's it wasn't a movie scene. They it, it, it was it a commercial. Ad. It's like a commercial, maybe. They said that'll be a great ad, and I think we all have the question: an ad for, for what? <laughs> like I don't know. That sounds like a like the baddest ass perfume ad I've ever seen. <laughs> That's the biggest plot hole. Is what was the ad for? <laughs> if you're smelling that good. Obviously, a band of rapists want to get you, and you need to be saved by a dude. I think that we're going in a different direction, because I think he's the one wearing the perfume, or one of the cologne, and that makes him, that gives him Oh, he had the men's version. That's why they were attracted. Oh. That's why he had to save her. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't know what to do with that. She had the uh, Chanel bitch, and and he had the Chanel hero. Or whatever. Chanel Butch. <laughs> Chanel Bitch and Butch, is that? Yes. No. Maybe. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new marketing campaign. Yeah, that's right. Chanel, call us. We're here for you. Um, and then Flash 2, uh, in their their office, they're talking about finding the, the perfect woman for right. their, the front of their ad campaign. Um, and there's a long diatribe of what perfect parts make up the woman. But this leads into, most importantly, our first song and dance number. Yes. Yes. This is a outside dance number at like a... A water park? A water park, yes. A uh, philosopher's-themed <laughs> water park yeah. as they're dancing on like <laughs> the the Buddha yeah. and what looked like Confucius, maybe? I thought that too, yeah. yeah. Who knows? But yeah, two uh, very refined figures. <laughs> We're just gonna shimmy on, and while these two dudes scope out our leading lady and surreptitiously take pictures while pointing directly at her. Lo and behold, this was all a ploy to get pictures of a beautiful lady to put on the front of their magazine. Well, I'm glad that they weren't just going to keep them from themselves. That makes it so much better. <laughs> no, no. They're going to make money on it. It's, it's totally fine. I mean, like, you know, India has been transferring into a capitalist society. So mm. makes sense. And yes, she appears on the front of this magazine and finds out. And she is pissed. She's pissed. Like, oh, they used my visage without my permission. Oh, she has a great line here. She she says, if I don't have them sent to prison, I won't be proud of myself. I love yes. that line. <laughs> like, it's, this shit is serious. Very serious. So, this is one of our main characters, uh, Simran, mm-hmm. right? This is our, our leading lady. Our leading lady. And she is hot and doesn't worry for anything because she lives in a fucking mansion I mean, and she has a bunch of uncles. One does. uncle, uh, I guess, lives there, and then her other uncle is a mustachioed police captain, right? That's right. Yeah, no, he's the inspector, and every time he appears, the uh, the Morricone theme plays. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, it does. Although we do, have, I do want to say real quick about our leading lady because I made a note about her, Aditi Govitrikar. Um, she's an actress, was a former model who is the only Indian Miss World, and is also an OBGYN, so they marketed her as the beauty with the brains. So she actually is a really, she's a really impressive person. Nice. Um, and, which is remarkable because her care, all of the characters in this film are so dumb. Oh, incredibly so, dumb. That is true. So And she doesn't play as smart in this movie. No one does. No one. 
Every everybody is shocked by literally everything. <laughs> that is a really rare um, uh, number of skills to her resume. Mm-hmm. I feel like some Bollywood fan out there would want to get an exam. Oh, I'm sure. Just to say, doctor looked like her. I would want exams anyways. Uh huh. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be weird, but it would not hurt. That's true. So um, our main character, Simran, and her her friend, who is obviously lesser than, however, still a 9.5, whatever. Uh, she's super pissed off, is complaining to her uncle and her police uncle, hey, I'm going to I'm going to like sue these guys. I'm going to, you know, like this is unacceptable. And they go to the the magazine headquarters and confront the two dudes that took the pictures. And uh, police guys with them. And, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's being all imposing and shit. And they just turn, turn the fucking tables on him and be like, you know what? You got style. You got style. That's right. What, what do they say? Uh, they start uh, talking about how he could be in pictures and how the... They, they want him to be the leading man in the, what is it, the man with the gun or something like right, that? Right, right. Yeah. Or no, the man in the uniform. They right. said something to the effect of, you have sexy whiskers. Oh, yes. Yeah. At least that's what the subtitle said. And I was right. like, oh, damn. And they basically, <laughs> they basically just like romance this dude with his ego to the point that he kind of gives them a pass because he's going to be in the movies. And they leave and... She's pissed. She's still mad. Yeah, she's She's still mad. Legit mad. Um, But now that they've left, he is in love with her. He is way into Simran. Our main dude, uh, Samir, he's got the hots for her. Oh, yeah. So now he comes up with this scheme to be able to interact with her more because they've they've got to interact. He's in love. She's going to be in love, too. He knows it. And, yeah, he basically, the two of them start romancing the two girls. Well, no. You remember how that starts? They decide to steal their fucking purse to get to talk yep. to them more. There it first. is. That was important. There it is. Uh, <laughs> so he has his buddy, Kunal, fucking steal... Uh, the, the lesser's purse. No, steal it's Sim- Simran. They, they have Kunal steal Simran's purse. Oh, okay. No. Uh, and yeah. with another great line where yes. at first he walks up and grabs it. They don't even notice. <laughs> So then he has to go back, and so he goes, what do you think of this purse? And she goes, uh, it's nice. And she goes, he goes, it's yours. Bye. <laughs> and then runs. Like a cartoon character. The yeah, the Holy yeah. shit. So yeah, there was that chase sequence. Chased by the entire restaurant full of dudes. <laughs> yep. Oh, and this is, uh, is this the scene where we got the, one of the next great inspector quotes? Um, Possibly. Where, is it when they're in jail or when he gets into the car with the inspector by mistake? He said, where the inspector says, you can never turn an ass into a cow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down too. Incredible. I, I gave myself a lot of like quote moments where I was so busy writing quotes and questions. There are oh some God. incredible quotes in this movie. There's a lot in this movie. Now, now bear in mind, this, this is a Bollywood film. This movie is two and a half hours long. And this whole first segment of the movie, outside of the initial sequence at the very beginning, which was horror-themed, horror this is all 
romantic comedy hijinks stuff. I'm at one point the Pink Panther theme is played. That's right. <laughs> That's during yeah. the robbery. Yeah. Little Hen- Henry Mancini shit going on, and it's like, what the actual fuck is going on? But these two guys at the magazine weasel their way into these women's lives, mm-hmm. and they come up with an idea to have Simran be part of their black beauty pageant. <laughs> no, Simran decides she wants to be in that independently. Like, that's a thing they all know about. Like, that's a big pageant. Oh, I thought they... they She was going to be in that, and they were supporting her. And so they oh, decided to take... Is the the photos for her they run like an ad studio so that's why like he's always taking pictures of her and that's why our other like our conflicting lady tanya comes in to get photos done with them because they run like this big ad studio right so she was going to pay for a photo shoot and Um, she happens to be an old college friend mm -hmm. of simran yep but she always came in second in the beauty pageants Right. right right So she's like, oh, maybe I won't compete. Right. And very importantly, they go and take these beautiful pictures of Simran for the pageant at my new favorite place in the world, Uncle Tom's Beach House. Yes. (laughs) I thought maybe I would be able to listen to you say that with a straight face. It did not happen. Yes. (laughs) Because we all lost our shit at Uncle Tom's Beach House, the only white character in the movie. In the movie. I remember I was watching the credits, which had the the credits in the in the beginning of the movie had people's faces mm-hmm. with their names, and there was one random white dude, and I'm like, who the fuck is that <laughs> in this movie? That's Uncle Tom. Why it's Uncle Tom it's himself? Uncle Tom. It makes it even more funny. <laughs> I, 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 not we don't even, have to go into this. We yeah. don't have, we don't have to yeah. go into you know. Uncle, just stop yelling, Uncle Tom. <laughs> They just, they named him Uncle Tom. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, the photo shoot was at his beach house, which uh, obviously his beach house is also a mansion, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But we also get introduced to... Ajit. Ajit, who Her is brother. the brother of... Tanya. Tanya, the college, uh, the college one that lost all the pageants. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I don't want to compete because like i always lose to her and he's like no you should you're awesome and again <laughs> she's still like he's being fucking, a supportive brother she's, and he's also coke. being doing a lot of cocaine yeah. he's doing coke <laughs> yeah poorly with, <laughs> yes. without a straw without any kind of like <laughs> nose device Put like, his whole face in there he's right. just he's just Except honking that, that shit up with his nostril. You say that, like but a, nothing moves. Nothing moves. We just watch him hover over what looks like white powder, and then we are to assume that cocaine was had. It's never brought up ever again. Nope. I, I, I think this might be like an Indian censor thing. Like, actually doing drugs on cinema might be bad. Uh-huh. Just like, like nudity is hard to do in mm-hmm. Indian cinema, especially okay. back in this time. So, like, he just kind of hovers over it. So you get the idea that he's doing drugs, but he's not actually doing them on screen. Mm-hmm. I was about to give you a hard time when you said back in this time, because it was 2003, and then I went, that's almost 20 years ago, and now I'm going to jump out a fucking window. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I was out of college by then. <laughs> <clears throat> I was not. Uh, I was not. 
No. <laughs> so we've got our our main conflicting parties. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> introduced. <laughs> Sorry. I just I was just 2003. You're probably figuring things out about yourself. I was 12, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is having an existential crisis. Please hold. <laughs> yeah, I was still in high school, dude. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now he's definitely going to like walk into the ocean after this. I'm definitely. At Uncle Tom's beach house. <laughs> Don't forget your photo shoot first. I'm going to jump into a pond that's actually a pool. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So yeah, he decides uh, the, to be a good big brother yeah. and do what any big brother would do, which is to call Simran, Simran and give her death threats. Threaten yes. to throw acid on her face. Well, that was the second phone call. It was, I won't kill you. That's I will disfigure. Right. I will disfigure right. with acid. Yeah. Don't compete, etc. Yeah, lots like, of unless. evil hair tosses. Yes. And oh the no. purple he... contacts and then the blue contacts and the mm. no contacts. Yeah. Yeah. He's goth as fuck. Like he, he was looking good, man. Like legit. And he's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah. Which I couldn't place, but you I guys still, you guys have. A I still need to look it up. Um but yeah, he's been in plenty of Hollywood movies. Um I recently watched rewatched Jurassic World and he is the guy that runs Jurassic World in it. His name is Bucky. Irfan Khan. Um but I guess in um Bollywood movies he just went by Irfan. Oh. Very cool. Very sexy. Badass. Very sexy. Mm-hmm. So that's a great last name. Yeah, at this point we're forty minutes in and we finally start to get to a horror movie. Because mm-hmm. now we have like the threatening older brother of the uh, competitor who is you know, threatening life and acid mm-hmm. on face. Well not only that, but we get this that that moment where he, he is calling her repeatedly and so she's running around and then he's like you look great when you move your hair like that. And she's like, <gasps> because she left the fucking door open to yep. the mansion. Yep. Well, I mean, mansions are for people that have more money than worries. And than sense. They don't lock their doors. And there's probably 55 doors that go to the outside. Uh, That's true. Their hallway is yes. bigger than my apartment. Mm-hmm. We did have a when the, when a stranger calls moment where he's like, "I'm inside the house." <laughs> Except he didn't say that. He no. said, "What what was the line?" He said something along the lines of, "But I'm in it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm calling like, from inside so or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, it's just like, but yeah. So oh Ajit my god, Karana, But then while he's guy. inside, that is when he goes ahead and kills her dog. And sticks it in the freezer. Yep. Like yes. You do. And, oh, here, boy, where's your dog? <laughs> and he, it's off screen, but she opens the fridge and screams. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, okay. He's fucked up. He's dark. But then the next scene, she's fine. Yeah. They weren't that close. Because the beauty contest was two days away. Yeah. And the very next scene is her at the beauty contest with Carmina Burana playing. Oh, yeah. She didn't give a fuck about the dog dying. She still did the contest. (laughs) Not bothered. Yep. I mean, she's a professional. She uh, she got that, like, you know, blue steel on and was, like, walking that catwalk, (laughs) like, ready to go. You know? Sorry about about the puppy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Work comes first. <laughs> but uh, she does end up winning the mm-hmm. uh, beauty contest. And the sister of our villain, Ajit, 
uh, or Tanya. Tanya, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she so goes distraught. upstairs. She's so like sad that she lost again to the same bitch from college. <laughs> And uh, she goes upstairs, rifles through drawers to try to, like, find a gun to shoot herself. He stops her, though. He does. Mm -hmm. He does. He is a good big brother to her, where he stops her from killing herself, and he really wants to support her, and he really wants her to win and do well, but he does it in the worst possible ways. Oh, yeah. Apart from stopping. Therapy, not murdering people for her. Right. (laughs) But when he was, like, basically, like, I'm going to go kill that bitch, she was just like... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Value yourself more than a beauty contest. That's that's a that's the uh, moral. moral of this movie. I think that at this point would be where we could get into a diatribe about rough beauty standards and unrealistic standards uh, for women and women in India. But oh, absolutely. Oh, God, where begin? <laughs> oh, not, I, not to mention not to mention the fact that these are like the lightest skinned Indian women. Ever. And oh, that's definitely. kind of what Bollywood does, unfortunately. Yeah. So it goes. But uh, so we have a musical number that follows this where all the friends and, you know, these two guys and the two girls have, have hooked up and they're having like a big musical dance number. And like the secondary ones, like the less hot girl and the you know, it's Kajal and Kunal. Yes, Kajal. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Kajal and Kunal, like the like the second friends, are having like a crazy like dance sequence, and she's in like vinyl. Yeah, like yeah, vinyl dress. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. hey, what was it that I said? And they're to you? dancing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, no, we. Oh yeah, in the Joanne's world, we call that performance fabric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And we get the incredible romantic lyric, the fragrance in your tresses is inviting. That's right. But everything is Everything's inviting. inviting. Downward eyes, your inviting. Eyes. That's right. Yes. And then he grabs her by the ankle and pulls her across the table. Hot. So hot. So hot. And then there's rolling around in the rain. Yeah. Oh. In the oh, yeah. vinyl. In the... Oh. Just chafing. I couldn't stop thinking about Look, the chafing. I still need to know how their dresses stayed in place so many times because the amount of things that they were doing, like, what tape do y'all use? Do they still make it? Help a bitch out. <laughs> we need to know. Inquiring yeah. minds. That's Indeed. Right. So uh, the girls send uh, the dudes out for takeout. That's right. Mm-hmm. During split this. Split the party. You know, like, <laughs> and they're like, go, go get us food. However, in the meantime... Ajit shows up, mm-hmm. looking like a fucking like he came out of like a Matrix cosplay party, right? Yeah, like, better. Uh, he he looked like an extra from The Crow. Yes, in, indeed. And then he comes up on Simran and starts threatening her. Starts she, starts she slapping on her on the door, <laughs> and she's just like la 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 la, and goes to answer well, the she fucking thought, door. She thought the boys were back with food already. She said <laughs> it's been as like much. Thirty seconds. Yeah, she said as much. Just like, oh, they're back already. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, shit. And he starts slapping her around. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a big old, like, sequence where he is just, like, pushing her down, mm-hmm. slapping her and stuff like that. He smacks her and she, like, spins, like, three times. <laughs> Indeed. And um, it becomes a fight to the death. She ends up picking up 
the weapon, which will be the iconic weapon of the rest of the movie. Okay, but first, we gotta give a shout, shout out to Kajal, because Simran screams for help, Kajal comes down, doesn't have a weapon, and is just like, I gotta fucking do something, and just mm-hmm. comes up and starts trying to wail on this dude. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. not being very effective, she's, not, but she goes for it. She's yeah, trying. She's trying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's beating on his back, you know, and, uh, you know, he's shrugging it off, and, and he's slapping her around, too, mm-hmm. but... Cimarron grabs, and I have not seen this tool before, particularly. Uh, it is a fireplace rake. Yeah, we rake the coals. Yeah. Have you seen this before? Yeah, I've uh-huh. seen them, but I, they okay. aren't normally quite as sharp. Pointy? Yeah. Like yeah. this This was more like uh, one of those like claw tools that you would use in your garden. Yeah. Yeah, like a trowel. But it had a, had a bunch of teeth to it. Mm-hmm. And she started, like, stabbing him in the back, raking across his face, like, all kinds of shit. Yeah, she... Like, and ev- Oh, and every time she stabs him, it makes, like, an angry cat <laughs> yowl. It's like, wow. Oh, it, it was very dramatic. Yes. Yeah. You, you, and then it would cut to his face, like, oh, no! <laughs> and, yeah, it was it was super fun. Um, <laughs> but he's and, not down yet. No. No. He's just he's punctured. Just, and he has the weapon, if I'm remembering correctly. Something. He, I think or, so. I think he Or he's it. chasing them, and they lead him up to the upstairs, an upstairs, like, bathhouse jacuzzi, which has this glass-sided, super oh. swank jacuzzi. <laughs> and they end up fucking, like, drowning his ass in there, like, mm-hmm. fighting him into it and drowning his ass in there. And... So he's now dead. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they drown him, and it fills up with his blood, which is bright candy apple red. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So we've got a tub uh, of blood and a dead bad guy. <laughs> and of course, uh, in perfect timing, the boys come back with their takeout to find out what the fuck has just happened. Like, they come into the house, and like everything's wrecked because there was a giant fight that like went through the whole house. And. Then we have a some kind of like a hide the body musical number of some sort, <laughs> some kind. Was there a musical number for that? It, it seemed like there was. Maybe it was just jingle or, or something. It wasn't like a full on like dance number, but like we didn't quite get a dance number. I wish it, it wasn't that, but it was it was something like what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And they're going back and forth, and it it seemed like it was almost like. Just the the music was just weird in that scene where it was just like yeah. there's a lot of what are, what are we doing what are we doing it was very hijinksy. Mm-hmm. So also they, noted that they told the girls to go clean up, and so what they did was take a shower and put on fur coats. Yes, <laughs> as you do. So they end up wrapping dude in plastic like Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks, and he goes in the trunk of a car. He goes in the trunk of Simran's car, yes. and then they discover his car, is all, Ajit's car, is also there. Because, I mean, lo and behold, he drove there. <laughs> I know! He drove wow. there, right. <laughs> and not only that, but, like, they're getting ready to go, and, what, the uncle shows up or meets them on the road? And the like, uncle's broken down on the road and yeah. decides he's, he's going like, to catch a ride. I need to catch a ride with you, and they're like, fuck, we got a dead body. We were gonna dump this body by the railroad. Gosh! Well, as Kajal and Kunal are taking the murderer's car and pushing it into a lake, 
not with the body in it. Right. <laughs> Just on its own. Right, exactly. Like, why would you have the body in the car that you're putting in the lake? I don't know. Later on, I think we did. Uh, at the, once we get to the end of the movie, we find out why. But yes. So yes, uh, he, they give the uncle a ride back to the house, and he takes the car keys from them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh fuck! What the fuck? <laughs> now what do we do? Well, let's put uh, Ajit's body in in the pond. That's right. There's a giant <laughs> pond in in front. No, not even in front. It's in the backyard. It's in the backyard. It's in the backyard, in the backyard of her uncle's house. And to um, look at it from up top. Kajal's dad's house. Yeah. To yes. look at it from up top, yes. it's a nice pond. It has nice, like, it has algae and, blue like. water groots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's algae. There's, like, there's, it's like. It's a man-made pond. It's probably, like, like pads, like frog pads or whatever the fuck they are on top of the water. Lily Looks pads? Like, <laughs> lily pads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It looks like a goddamn fucking pond. It is a pond. It's However, when they dump the body into it, That's what right. the fuck is it? It's an Olympic-sized swimming pool with crystal clear water. Wow. Get the fuck. Amazing. Like, that yeah. is the greatest cut, like the greatest budget cut cut I've ever seen in a film. Because the body goes in there and it's just like, oh, we're in the YMCA? Like, yep. what the fuck? And it does <laughs> that any time somebody goes into the pool. Yep. That, it does it's happen a second pond. time. And it's hilarious. Because it is by no means an actual pond. <laughs> it is a straight up fucking swimming pool with clear ass water and like markings of the depth. Like, like oh, jeez. That, that shit fucking cracked my ass up. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, uh, his car's in the lake. All right. So we fast forward to uh, Uncle Mustache is on the case. <laughs> the inspector. The inspector. <laughs> inspector Mustache. Inspector Stash. Oh, Put some respect on it. Inspector Stash is on, on the case. <laughs> okay. And he is trying to figure shit out, but he's a fucking idiot. So. It's not that long later that there's a party at Uncle's house with a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and somebody's car keys get Vikrams. Yeah. So first, we have a bunch of kids show up for no fucking reason. They're Who just are a bunch, they? Bunch of kids show up and launch their basketball into this pond, and then they're <laughs> like, Uncle. Uncle, can we have our ball? <laughs> uncle, uncle, with these sad, tearful, like, orphan faces. <laughs> and then when they try to get, um, I guess he's their handyman, Vikram, to get the ball for them, his keys drop into the pool. That's what it is, yeah. And so, and they're like, and he's like, those are my only apartment keys. I'm going in to get them. So, you know, of course, the two dudes are panicking because, I don't know, there's might be a corpse in the water or something <laughs> there like might that. be a corpse tied to a statue <laughs> at oh. the bottom of the pond pool <laughs> yeah. yeah you know something <laughs> that would be obviously an accident if anyone were to discover like, a body that like, guy tied if it was a pond it might jumped. be murky enough that you might not see it but since it's actually under the pond layer it's a fucking clear ass pool you would see that shit in a second yeah. Well, so, and I think at this point, Inspector Mustache is already on the case. Yes. He's on the Ajit case because Tanya went to the police to be like, he's been gone for three days. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's also a fucking idiot. Yeah. 
So he he's not going to solve anything, really, no. really. He's just going to kind of show up. He made time a bunch of people nervous, and he got suspicious of the pond. <laughs> so, because they started panicking over it. Yeah. So. So yeah, the uh, uh, the handyman guy dives in to the pond pool, and in the on under the surface where it's pool. He finds his keys super easy, mm-hmm. and also and a lighter, a lighter mm-hmm. which has the initials AK on it, which is um, Ajit... Ajit what, Kur- Kurana. Kurana. Mm-hmm. What a, yeah, those things. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Names. <laughs> yes. So, you know, and, and of course, uh, uh, Mustache Cop, like, freaking... Inspector Mustache is questioning this lighter. It's like, well... Well, he recognized it from the photo of uh, Ajit that Tanya gave him. That's right. Yeah. He's like, I know this. And, you know, like the dudes are like, oh, it could be any of these names, blah, blah, blah. That he asked Tanya this really great investigative question. Does he smoke a lot? <laughs> and Tanya was like, yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. It was very convincing. Lighter. Solid acting. So they end up emptying the pool. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Nobody in the pond. Just pool. the statue. Just the statue. What's happening? <laughs> well, they've already started to panic, though. And so they... is This, this is before the... They race back to the farmhouse, right? Yes. This is like right before. So well, they're still panicking because the inspector suspects them. And also, oh. they realize mm-hmm. that what <laughs> they do we didn't do? drain the bathtub blood, <laughs> so they just had the jacuzzi of blood, <laughs> the clear jacuzzi filled with blood. <laughs> Amazing. So it's a race to get up there and drain the thing while. Inspector Mustache is coming up <laughs> to check out the scene, and right. uh, it just drains the time. Well, my I think my favorite part is that like they're trying to be so nonchalant, but he's like, "Oh, hey!" and waves to them like really friendly, and they're like, <gasps> and they put their sunglasses on, like he's not all of a sudden not going to recognize them, and oh then speed the fuck off. Yep, and then once they've drained the bathtub blood and he gets up there, they're both casually reading, which yep. is yep. great. Oh, yeah, you know, everything's cool. Oh, and we get another line from the inspector where they're they're like casually talking. They're like, no, I don't know the name of Jeet. I don't know this. Uh, do, you, do you, oh, we should get some snacks, inspector. Yes. Join us for snacks. And the inspector says, snacks, I will feed you them, my boy, and you will remember them the rest of your life. And that's got to be good fucking snacks. <laughs> yeah, that's I, all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just everything is super serious, so intense. Yeah. Oof. And at some point, there's a stupid ass car chase, and then that was the stupid ass car chase. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So we get back to <laughs> a sequence where, like, this is where it gets a little like uh, fuzzy for me because I was like running back and forth cooking Indian food at the time. <laughs> Ajit is back. Maybe a vision, maybe not. Mm-hmm. So he was... He starts chasing Simran Yes, around. right? And it, it, chasing her around her uncle's house. She's there alone. And it's the most ridiculous chase sequence because all he has to do is look down. 
mm-hmm. and he would have found her halfway <laughs> through the scene. True. She's just crouching in the yeah. stairwell. She's crouching literally <laughs> at his feet, like a few feet below him. Yep. And he, yeah, exactly. He's looking around like, dude, right there. Not even like hiding under anything. Like right fucking there. Literally. Yeah. Um, who's the one that steps on the piece of broken she vase? She is Simron. Yeah. Simron goes running. That's during that sequence, That's right? during that sequence. Okay. She goes running back into the other room because when she saw him, she panicked and she freaked out and she backed into a vase and it shatters. And she goes running back into that room, looks straight at all the pieces <laughs> and then runs over them barefoot. And so it gores her in the bottom of the foot. That never came back. She had no issues later. <laughs> I noticed that. She was totally fine. In heels. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, like, that's probably of, like, a lot of people have problems with, like, visceral, like, broken bones in movies or, like, weird injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, s- stepping on something through the bottom of your foot always gives me, like, a little shot of chill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, I'm not a fan. Not great. That does it for me. I was like, ooh. So, <laughs> oh, even, they it, managed the horror. They did it. I Yay. mean, yeah. I kind of saw it from, from the side when I was cooking, but, like, I was still like, oh, God, she stepped on the thing. And, and you <laughs> see a scene of, like, her, like, pulling it out of her foot. I'm like, ooh. But, uh, yeah, so Ajit, Ajit is back, and he's haunting the fuck out of her and, and chasing the shit out of her. And her boyfriend doesn't believe her for a second. Even nope. when the other two friends see Ajit, he's like, no, you're all crazy, no. And they, it, it's like a back and forth forever. Yep. Where they're like, yes, no, you guys are crazy. We saw him. Like, it goes on yeah. for years. Yeah. He, and he's the only one that, like, doesn't see yeah. Ajit. And he's just like, well, obviously I'm the right. correct one. Mm-hmm. And, all right, so this might be confusing for you guys because I might have been distracted. But uh, I have written down that Ajit is in the mall, <laughs> kills the uncle, and throws him into food. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Is that a little first, further? Because first okay. we have a, a the uncle decides that he wants to throw a party for Simran because she won the, the beauty contest. Right. Which we get another great musical dance number. And she's hallucinating. I think she actually is hallucinating Ajit yeah. in this scene. Okay. Um... This is just her mental state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she's she's just afraid, and she's seeing him, like, up above the party and all that. And towards the end, she and, um, and Kajal are in her room going through flowers, and they get a blackmail note. Right. Mm. So now they're trying to figure out who would blackmail them, which, as it turns out, was really easy, because the blackmailer goes, meet me on the hill at four. <laughs> um, apparently there is a singular hill. One hill. One hill city, what they yeah. call it officially. <laughs> so I guess they're in Bombay. There's a lot of flat land there. No, oh, It's okay. coastal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause beach then, house? Yeah, Uncle Tom's Beach House. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we never saw the beach. We just saw no, we didn't. The house. There were no actual beach sequences. No, we saw but... we saw what we saw water in the background. There was like a child like running and oh, water, yeah. oh wow, I missed oh. a frolicking scene. I'm no, so I sad. definitely missed that too. I'm always, I'm always really curious about like the backgrounds of scenes when like people are shooting movies. If there's like a child that just wanders in, is like oh, <laughs> so, that's why I, I look for that shit sometimes. I love that. Um, I will be doing that now. <laughs> Oh, so what? So yeah. So again, I wrote down cartoon punch sound, and I don't remember where that is. 
Maybe it's maybe a it's lot. maybe it's in this in this line I wrote that I'm forgetting now. Ajit is in the mall, kills no, no, Uncle, thrown into food no, court. No, I'm still not there yet. Outside, off roof. We're not there yet. We're not there oh, yet because oh, then God, we I must get have been Vikram. Cooking. We get Vikram driving down the road, drinking. Yeah, and there's a dude parked sideways across the road, and it's obviously Ajit, because. Um, the dude is wearing the exact same all vinyl outfit mm-hmm. that he has been wearing. The vinyl duster. Yes. The, Such a look. The Morpheus um, cosplay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, so he, he's like screaming at him and he gets out of the car. And then we get Vikram's death scene, mm-hmm. which is Ajit murdering Vikram with the fireplace rake. And I wrote acting in all capital letters <laughs> because every time Vikram is struck... He just chews all that scenery all and of is it. just oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> <gasps> and that is one hit. Oh yeah, he was eating yeah. it up. There's I a famous it. meme from a movie that I have not yet procured, where a dude gets shot a couple times and it's so overdramatic. I'll show it to you later, mm-hmm. but it's <laughs> that thing, yeah. and I will find it and put it on this podcast later. Okay, I like it. I'm ready. My body is ready. Super. And then we get one more great <laughs> inspector quote, which is what causes her uncle to go to the, the mall, mall gym the mall that she's gym. in. Yeah. That's what um, it was. Because they get the news that Vikram has been killed um, or that Vikram is dead. And so he asks Simran more questions about Ajit. And uh, Simran is, of course, so smooth about this and is just basically like, I don't, uh, uh, no, and then runs away. Um, where, you know, yeah. it's very convincing that she goes mm-hmm. to the innocent. gym, I guess. Yeah. Um, she did, yeah, she goes to soak in the gym, but he, the inspector says to her uncle, I've never been married, <laughs> but I've been to several weddings. Simran is hiding something. <laughs> uh, and it, this, this phrase, I guess, <laughs> makes Simran's uncle decide to go to where she is in the mall where she is taking her steam bath or something like that. Yeah, She's very stressed, you guys. Yeah. She needs to soak. And she is, of course, yeah, all by herself. Mm -hmm. Lights out. As it's closing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Except for her uncle who has apparently come into the mall And she's wearing like a towel dress in the hot tub. (laughs) Yes. Amazing. The wardrobe was incredible. It really well, was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> modesty in Bollywood is a thing. Yes. That's fair, but even in the, like, we're dancing on Buddha beach scene, we, we got more more skin that we didn't, they didn't have to wear towels. Well, you know, no nudity. <laughs> yeah. They chose. <laughs> so then Ajid chases her around the gym that then turns into a mall, inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's happening. And then other uncle... Yeah, Simran's uncle. Simran's uncle comes to save the day, I guess. Right, yeah. he hears her screaming, and yeah. now this is where... Now, that's when he gets thrown into the food court, off the roof, etc. Yeah, <laughs> he gets hooked out the, the what looks like the fourth floor window on top of Simran's car. Yep. Yeah, oof. Yeah. Rough. And, uh, so All right, so at this point, like, the whole crew is like, oh, we need to get out of town. Mm-hmm. 
Which, this part bothers, because Simran is really upset. Simran is torn the fuck up, obviously, because she's just had a bunch of people die around her. Yeah, but she but, also won a beauty contest, so she's all right, right too. But her friend, could, <laughs> but Kajal, from what I gathered, her Simran's uncle is her dad, is Kajal's dad. So I'm pretty sure, she's, yeah. Like, she's just totally fine. I don't know that thing. anybody had actual dads in this movie. I think they're all just uncles. No, I'm like 90% certain that was supposed to be her dad. Maybe because that, that's why um, Super Kunal was talking about marrying her at the end of the movie and like that he can get wealth through her. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I really don't know the relationships. I have a very tenuous grasp on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not really. So many all I know that these are all rich ass fucking like Indian prima donnas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Across the board. But uh, they do end up, like, uh, going back to Uncle Tom's beach house. That's right. Uncle and Tom's beach house. they got to go back. <laughs> they got to go back. They got to get out of town. And, mm-hmm. again, what the fuck with all the fucking mannequins in Uncle Tom's beach house? That's kind of We weird. don't find that. They find that in the <laughs> middle of the night. Like, nobody's ever explored Uncle Tom's beach house before. No, well, nobody's obviously, gone to the basement. Well, when we say Uncle oh, Tom's true. beach house, we really mean Uncle Tom's beach mansion complex. That's, <laughs> yes. That has crazy basements, areas, right. and all kinds of shit like that. The Mask of Zorro has nothing on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not just a bungalow. Okay. No, it's not. Oh, no. It is not what I have ever thought of as a beach house. Yeah, it's cavernous. Yeah. It's a villain lair. Yeah, exactly totally. what the fuck it is. Foreshadowing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Even more so when we find the fucking room full of mannequins because we can't say that enough. Well, especially right. because we haven't seen anything about the mannequin murder from scene one throughout right. the last two right. hours and 25 minutes. Right. right. The opening sequence of the movie where you're just like, okay, something scary happened. And then it was comedy for 40 minutes. And then <laughs> you're like, where the fuck are we now? We did get one single scene of Simran holding a picture of the guy that was strangled, but they explained nothing about it. Said nothing about what she was holding, who the person in the yep. picture was, none of that. Exactly. No relation. Nothing. Correct. Not I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, there's that. And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yep. So they're at the beach house, and Simran is like all shattered, and... Oh, God, his name just fell out of my brain. What's her boyfriend's name? Uh, Samir. Samir. Samir is trying to woo her with a song, which had maybe one of my favorite lyrics to say to someone who just had a bunch of family members die, which is, God will never be angry at us. <laughs> what? <laughs> In the fuck? <laughs> She's still, like, sadly, like, one single tear down her beautiful, beautiful face. Oh, my God. God. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and she is an all-black for that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, she is clearly in morning garb. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And this dude is still trying to to try to hit it. He is, yeah. He's kind of like, this isn't that big of a deal, it seems that. Yeah. Well, see, you know? and, and the weird thing is, is that, like, courting in Bollywood movies is so kind of pure in a way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're you're looking at, like a like, a... Christian cinema movie or something, right. something like that. That it's dude like, was lusty as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, all the sexual tension is there, but, like, they're going about it in, in such the most innocent way. And it's like, oh, well, I, I'll, 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 like, rub your face and, like, nothing, like, but I won't actually, like, 
I didn't really find him innocent. He was like yeah. all up in her business and she was kind of like, like they deterred them at um, the farmhouse where they were like, we heard what you said, you know, haha, mm-hmm. you think you're getting some, go get us some food instead. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And I then mean, in this one, like he is constantly like all on her and mm-hmm. she is just not responsive. <laughs> True. But he's not groping her inappropriate. Well, I, with his let, mouth. Yeah. Let's not like, say that in entirely. If I was singing at you and I had just begun kissing you on the neck and face and head as you're in mourning, as you were in mourning, <laughs> would that feel weird to you? I also, don't know. For purity's sake, <laughs> Jesus. But I will say oh. that, like in the context of a Bollywood movie. There was no boob touching or butt touching or okay. or hypersexualized content. Yes, it's inappropriate in a lot of fucking ways. Like, not, don't get me wrong. Like, there's some machismo here that is like dated as as fucking our standards. And and this was 2003, so yeah, even enough. further dated than that. But but there's also the dance number at the party, which is. The first minute is just moaning, and then the song yes. is about a girl being like, I'm barely legal, I'm hot as fuck, and everyone wants to fuck me. Like, that's yeah, the that theme is of, the gist the of the song. She says, all of India oh can't take God. their eyes off of me. That was not purity culture. That's, right. that's true. I have come of age. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I do believe there's a comment from one of you about, like, a, a background dancer that looked like they were 12. You. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, was that, was, that was in the club. That was in the club. Club and it's just like, yeah, no, she legit. Was 11 years old. It was like, <laughs> wow, she's really petite. Super I'm not petite. sure if she's legal. You should not be in this bar, young lady. <laughs> yeah, at least the girl that was doing the barely legal number was definitely like 30, so that's yeah. fine. So at some point, Ajit shows up in the beach house. And oh, the two the two boys are called away by the inspector, quote unquote. Yes, mm-hmm. um, separated again. Yes, so it goes. So Uncle Tom comes and says the inspector is called, and you need to that's right. You know, go meet him, and this, that, and the other. And so the boys are like, "Oh, okay," and the girls stay there mm-hmm. and, uh, and go then, to sleep innocently. And Ajit, uh, yep, shows Kajal, Kajal. <laughs> Ajit. Ajit. No, you, you said Kajit. Oh, did I? <laughs> my bad. That's their celebrity couple name. Oh, Jal and Ajit. Oh, my God. I thought we were talking about Skyrim for a minute. Oh, my Fine. God. You nerd. I love you so much. So, oh my God. Ajit I'm pulls so sorry, out everyone. pulls out the fucking fireplace rake poker Thing of yes. they were using whatever fucking weapon that is, I want it on my wall. <laughs> yeah, okay, amazing. And uh, he's the worst at using it. Yeah, in oh, this terrible. fight scene, like he's just awful at it. And there are actual fucking Jason sounds, like oh, while he's chasing, while he's chasing, like Simran. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is actually happening? We've had Ennio Morricone, we've had Henry Mancini, we have like fucking Jason sounds. We had Carmina Burana. Carmina Burana. Mm-hmm. What the fuck else is that? None of this shit was licensed, I guarantee you. Oh, no. You know, like, what the shit? <laughs> it's art, man. Mm-hmm. Artistic license. <laughs> and she crawls through that vent, when, which he begins to stab. So the vent, there is no purpose for this vent. Um, because there is 
a gate on either side. It doesn't go the full course of the room, and it doesn't connect to anything else. There are no fans. Mm-hmm. There are there is no nothing for. It's this also event. big enough for a person to crawl through, right? Yep. Easily. Comfortably. Yep. Yeah, easily. Um, even with my bad knees, I could have done this. Vents uh, in movies of any kind that people can crawl through are ridiculous. It's true, and this one was especially ridiculous because it wasn't even a convincing vent. It was a strip of tiny hallway, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, which yeah. He then took a pole and began to stab through the top like it was fucking tinfoil. While she screamed the entire way. <laughs> he still couldn't manage and to hit her. She barely moved. Yep. <laughs> oh, very yeah. convincing. Lots of oh my shifting God. slightly and screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gets out of that, and then we have the return of the love interest, well, Samir. That's, that's right. He runs into the inspector and then finds out the inspector never called. The inspector was just as baffled as he was, so they all go back to the house. They all go back to the house, and he ends up going to confront this situation, and there's a hero leap. Yes. I wrote, I was trying to write tiger leap, but I wrote tiggy leap. Perfect. (laughs) That's great. That's great. But that's basically what it is. It's like a hero leap, like, whoa, you know, like Mm -hmm. a John Woo. Shit, you know? In the mannequin house. In the mannequin, yep, in the mannequin room, house. Where Ajit, again, being terrible at his job of murder, has just been decapitating mannequins this whole time. That's Not right. yep. anywhere close to... Not hitting... He did get her on the oh, face yeah. once. He scratched her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had two little, two little scratches. Nothing disfiguring, though. Thank well, God. I mean, I her modeling career is over okay. unless she gets plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah. Modeling career is over. <laughs> No more magazine covers. That's what editing is for. I guess. Photoshop. Yeah, sure. Well, this is pre-Photoshop. Well, not pre-Photoshop. No. no. 2003. No, Maybe early days. Early yeah. early days. It just took somebody five hours to do it instead of like 20 minutes. Mm, yeah. Like it does now. Anyway. Um, so, da-da-da. We get ridiculous fight sequence. Ridiculous fight sequence. Uh uh, it's mostly leaping. A G leaping, leaping, a lot of like crazy ass fighting. However, eventually, a is like cornered, pinned down. No, they smash him into the uh, this cabinet. That's what it is. They smash him into this cabinet, and then they the body. Yeah, he actually turn like I think he turns and smacks Samir into it and tries to hit him with the fireplace poker and yeah. reveals the body of actual Ajit. Ajit falls out. The corpse falls out onto the ground. And they're like, wait, what the Haroon? fuck? <laughs> yeah. This is a twinsy situation? Like what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? And then a la Mission Impossible fucking dude rips off the Ajit mask that is Perfect. Hyper realistic. Hyper realistic yep. off his face. Nah. It's the friend. It's Kunal. It's Kunal. Shocking. How could you do this? What a Kunal. twist. What a twist. <laughs> what? It's a twist, all right. I think we all said fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, exactly. We all did. We're just like, fucking seriously? <laughs> That's the twist of this movie? And then we get exposition for like five minutes. Exposition dump. <laughs> With Uncle Tom and the father and, and Vikram. Oh, they own the mannequin God. company. That's right. So none um, of it mattered really. Rakesh no. and who is Simron's was Simron's dad, who is who the picture was of. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. Uncle Tom 
owned a mannequin company <laughs> together, and Rakesh decided to double-cross Uncle Tom and try to pull an insurance stunt and light the mannequins on fire, and Uncle Tom tried to stop him and did kill him, but the money from the insurance scam went to Simran instead. And so Vikram came to them and said, here is how we can get your money, and this is to Uncle Tom and Kunal. And Uncle Tom decides he's going to get his money however he has to. And so obviously what has to happen is that Simran either has to die or go insane. <laughs> so they start working on this plan. So Uncle this is a Tom long is the bad con. guy and also Kunal, oh God. But also Kunal and Uncle Tom, relationship unknown, <laughs> complete yep. question mark. How do they know each other to hash this plan? Vikram also, relationship unknown. Just a lackey is where I landed on that. Um, But then Vikram double-crossed Kunal. That's right. Because they were sharing the Ajit mask and wearing it back and forth. Gross bacteria, but whatever. Yeah, that's a really close-fitting mask. So So they're sharing it. Um, And then, yeah, Vikram double-crosses, so then... Kunal as a jeet murders him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's great. Which so, I also don't know why he wouldn't recognize the Ajit mask right? or know who was killing him. Right. The most convoluted long <laughs> long con bullshit conspiracy of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. And of course, they kill Kamal. Right? Well, Kunal, Kunal goes to try to murder Simran again. Now right. he's just mad. Yeah. So the inspector who has just arrived shoots him. Shoots him a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And inspector Mustache saved the day. There is an apology and Simran going, I would have given you all the money <laughs> if you had asked. And then there are credits. <laughs> and that's it. That's fucking it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right. That just fucking happened. So that was the fog. Yep. That or, was uh, or, uh, the fog. Doomed. Yep. Doomed. Missed the fog. Missed the fog. Missed the fog. What a time. All right. We've gone a little long because this movie was a little long. I mean, two and a half hours. There were it so was. many details. There was a lot. Yeah. Um, I am so excited that this was our first Bollywood experience on the podcast. Yes. I have screened some of these movies before and... They've always been a big hit. Um, I will be absolutely glad to show any of you some of my favorites oh, that are to. even more entertaining than than this uh, ridiculousness. I still need to see the rest of Bang Bang. You've only showed me some of like the oh, dance yeah. sequences. I know. I haven't seen it all the way through either. Oh, Bang Bang is amazing. And Robot is absurd. Think of The Matrix, but way more fun with musical numbers. And uh, yeah. I, I oh, can't I mean, even sold. I, I can't even. It's one of the best insane sci-fi CGI action shits ever. However, um, we're gonna wrap this up. However, before we do, we're going to postulate the best notion of if you are going to watch this movie as a double feature with something else. What might that movie be? Wow. I have my pick, but I if would you like more time to I would, yours? yes. Okay. This has been a mind fuck. I, I have my pick, so you can go first. Okay. Um, right. So 
I am not super familiar with Bollywood, but I would like to go with another uh, horror musical theme. So I'm I'm gonna go Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm. Oh yes, uh, that movie is so much fun. It is. It's a ton of fun. the The musical numbers are incredibly well timed. Um, it is fun. It is also a, a rather good and rather moving story, which I was not prepared to cry over. Um, so I think that the ridiculousness of um, Dund will pair in a fun way with Anna and the Apocalypse, where you could honestly interchange which one you start or end with, just depending on how your audience is feeling. And also that that pick also has a reasonable runtime. That's not absurd. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we get into Bollywood because we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's a great pick. I love it. Um, I will say uh, I had a couple thoughts, but the one I landed on is this weird-ass movie uh, called Love and Bullets. Okay. Which is directed by a porn director. It's not a porn. Hmm, Okay. It is one of his only, um, like, just regular film releases. Mm -hmm. It's super low-budget. Came out in the eighties. It is an adaptation of Hitchcock's *Strangers on a Train*, where what? basically two guys meet that don't know each other and decide to kill each other's wives. Oh, um, but it is so obviously directed by a porn director, and it is so absurd. <laughs> and the plot points and everything just nothing makes sense. No scenes seem to like come together right, and it just felt right for this movie. <laughs> All, <laughs> right. About it. All right, it's. Kind of a hilarious movie to watch because, you know, it it is like a regular, like, non-pornographic narrative. And you're just like, but it doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's also based on Hitchcock. And it's just weird as fuck. And you said that was I really want to watch that now. Love and Bullets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that is amazing. I don't know. I think I have trouble with this one because my mind goes in so many different directions since this is so fucking wild. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to be boring and just say mannequin to keep the ambiance alive with the mannequins. Not mannequin 2. We require Kim control. Yes. Yes, we do. We demand Kim control. I feel you. I feel you on that. No, that's great. All right. uh, So, yes. Let's wrap this up. Thank you so much. Murph. Thank you. Thank you for co-hosting with me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Hopefully I did a good job. Hunter couldn't make it, and uh, we love having you on every time. Mm -hmm. So thank you for co-hosting. You're very nice to me. Thank you for letting me be. You are far too, far too good of a guest. (laughs) You just like me because I take notes. (laughs) God damn it. You take great notes. Better notes than I do. There was some amazing note-taking going on here. There really was. Incredible. No, indeed. And thank you, Amy, yes. for coming on. It's the first time. It's been far. It, I know. I'm it so took excited. Too long. It took too long. No, it was so great. I can't so, wait to come back. Yes. And Amy, you're on another podcast on the Geeks Under the Influence Network, aren't you? Yes. Of um, I host a show on the GUI Network called Deeply Upsetting yes. alongside Mike the Hobbit. That's right. That mm-hmm. is, that That's is a fun show. Your amazing mindfuck of a Yeah, a it show makes baby. as much sense as The Fog. <laughs> Missed the fog. It's uh, if you enjoyed Missed the Fog, you would love Deeply Upsetting. <laughs> if you like anything else, you might not love Deeply Upsetting. No, you will love Deeply Upsetting. Please check it out. No. It cracks me up every single time I listen to it, and they are always looking for more uh, hypothetical quandaries to yes. solve for you. So they're really I thinking of the people. Love yes. stream of consciousness comedy. 
<laughs> so you guys do a great job. Oh, thanks. Um, so yes, uh, at the end here, uh, we just want to thank everyone who listens to our episodes. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Beautiful Disasters Podcast. You can reach us directly at beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail.com. And check out all of the goddamn shows on GYPodcast.com. Also, go to Tee Public and pick you up a sweet-ass Beautiful Disasters Battle Royale-style shirt. Fuck yes. Absolutely. We have merch uh, for us and all the GUI Network uh, shows on Tee Public, And uh, all the I, Halloween stuff is back. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Lots of designs. Lots of designs you can't get all year long. And uh, other than that, uh, also, I guess Amazon is like the network's uh, overall sponsor. You can uh, click the link on GUIPodcast.com. Shop as normal. doesn't cost you a dime extra. And uh, the network gets a little kickback. Mm-hmm. So check it out. And um, we look forward to any and all comments or suggestions that you want to send us. Let us know what you want us to you know, watch or review. And until next time, I've been the Groots. And I'm Murphy. Oh, and I'm Amy. (laughs) Thanks so much. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com. Thank <laughs> you.